What's good, podcast fam? It's your boy, Jason Craig, a.k.a. the Friendly Neighborhood Dreadhead. And joining with me tonight is my boy, Adam Sampson. What's good, dog? Not much, man. Everything's cool where I'm at. Oh, yeah. Everything just smooth over here, man. It has been a great start to the weekend. Guys, we have a good lineup for you guys today. Today, we're going to be talking about episode five of, well, four and five of Hawkeye. And our thoughts on it and that big reveal that they gave us at the end of episode five. Ooh, I can't wait to talk about Mm -hmm. it. And then we're also going to finish off Spider-Man month this weekend with our reviews on Into the Spider-Verse and the two and the first two Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. Ooh, man. Yo, Adam, I just this weekend has been pretty good, man. Spider-Man, No Way Home. Hawkeye, these reveals we got, the future of the MCU, man, it's looking really nice, man. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. And also, it looks like they finally worked out their deal with Sony and everything. And, uh, man, just just a lot of cool stuff happened this weekend. Uh, It was a busy weekend, but it was a cool weekend. Oh, yeah, man. I've been watching so much TV with The Witcher just dropping yesterday. Been trying to cram that. Had to refresh my memory on these Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. (sighs) Hawkeye, man, it's it's just been a lot, but it has been worth it. So without further ado, guys, let's get it going. So we are going to start off with Hawkeye. Now, this show is having a lot of mixed feelings amongst people. But for me personally, I love this show. I really like it. And I feel like this is the more grounded it's the more grounded of all the other marvel shows we've got on disney plus so far yeah and i i like that too and uh i also just like i said like the fact that it's not so hardcore action driven as the other ones and also it doesn't seem like it's trying too hard yeah you know what i mean yeah that's, that's what i really like about it. it seems really relaxed one thing i do like about this is that there is more dialogue than any of the other shows. And I like that. A lot of people, they come tomorrow for the action, but I like the human interactions amongst people. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And also, man, the side characters in this, uh, like in this show are just awesome to me. And they're hilarious too. Oh yeah. Like we're going to get up. We're going to get on with it. We're going to start with episode four. Episode four is what really had me like, is what really dragged me more into the Hawkeye show because it was more dealing. This episode focused on the relationship between Clint and Kate Bishop. And so if you guys saw last week's episode, they were doing digging dirt up on Jack and the episode ended with Jack catching those two basically snooping around. So, right. This episode it picks up with um basically basically it's like it it must be annoying to be an Avenger man because like people just inviting this man to dinner. They wanted him to they wanted him to take the fall in a LARP in a LARP uh, in a LARP contest. They want autographs, pictures. Being the Avenger is basically like being a celebrity, and Clint is just sick of it. <laughs> 
well, hey, man, Clint should have wore a mask. You know, like, <laughs> the hell, that's the problem with all the Avengers. None of them wear masks. Hey, you don't want people bothering you? Wear a mask. Hey, it works for the Flash. It works for Batman. You know, maybe they should take some notes from uh the DCU. I'm just saying. Yeah, but, man... <laughs> So basically, in this episode, they basically just sit this man down for um, Haley's, um, not Haley, Kate's mom and her, I guess, stepdad Jack sit Clint down for dinner. And basically, you know, Haley's still saying that they're partners. Of course, Clint's saying that they're not partners. Boy, but I ain't gonna lie. Kate's mom, <laughs> boy, she hit, she hit that man deep when she took him to the, to the, L- uh, when she seen him out the door. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, so I'm going to need you to stay the hell away from my daughter. He says, don't worry. I know what I'm doing. Oh, yeah, like Natasha knew what she was doing. I like, oh, that's just a low blow. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. It was like, yo, um, man, people really like hurting Clint's feelings, man. Yeah. And, man. and I'm not going to lie. So he, he gets hold a lot. Yeah, man, I was just like, you ain't had to, you ain't had to cut that man deep like that, right? We we all know that was that was secretly the one that got away. But towards the end of the episode, we get that payoff, but we'll get to that. So in this episode, it's basically, um, they they have it to where Kate is basically spending the holidays with Clint or, or that night with Clint, like celebrating Christmas early, I guess. And we get to see that, that we get to see the dynamic between Hawkeye and Kate Bishop. And I really do like it. It seems real genuine. Both actors are professional and they're good at what they do. So it worked for me. What about you? Uh, it works for me too. And also what I like to uh want want to just mention is he doesn't really seem like he's being a father figure type character he actually more seems like a cool uncle yeah i would say yeah i say like i would say a father figure i would just say more of a guardian like he just making sure that she stays safe right right you know that that's kind of why i said he's more like an uncle more so than a father figure because he's not really you know giving her you know like fatherly advice or anything like that he's just you know making sure she doesn't get herself killed basically if anything said look girl i just want my sword and my hood and then i want to i can go home to, for christmas and drink eggnog with the family can we just do that yeah but man uh you you know it can't be that simple or else they wouldn't have a show you know oh, oh yeah it definitely ain't that simple and the reason why it's not so simple well for one thing my only gripe about this show, but I'm going to let it slide because they don't think they got like six, seven episodes to work with. Remember that part when they were doing the coin thing, when she, when he was teaching her the coin thing? I'm trying to remember that. How like she was, she was flicking the coin and like to turn off the TV or turn off the TV because she was questioning on what he can do. And he said, oh, I can kill somebody with the nickel. I can't use it. I can't use a dime because it'd be too. It's not dense enough to kill somebody. And then, like, she and then she said, like, oh, that's bullshit. And then, like, he used like the little ornament to to um bounce it off to bounce it off of the wall and turn off the TV. And then she was like, you got to show me how to do that. And then, like, it, it was a little montage of him showing her how to do it. But, huh. my, 
But my only gripe about it is how quick she caught on. But I'm going to let it slide because, for one, they kind of got to fast track her into being a master archer. And two, she does have skills, so it kind of does make sense. Right. Yeah, I was about to say, though, like she has martial arts skills and she, uh, you know, because she's won several martial arts tournaments. And, uh, you know, she also has, you know, really good archer skills and she's pretty intelligent. You know, she is at a uh, at what, like an Ivy League school with a pretty high GPA. So, you know, she's she's intelligent. So she she can pick up on things pretty quick. So I'm not shocked by that one at all. You know, like. Yeah, but it's just uh, it's just a little bit. It's just a little nitpick, though, just because how quick she got it. Because, like, it was like, it was like, all right, y'all. So we got seven episodes, so we have to fast track some of her development as Kate Bishop. Man, I guess. <laughs> nah, it nah. It, that's one thing about these Marvel shows is they don't got a lot. They had to fast track a lot of stuff. Speaking of which, so towards the end, so towards the end of the episode. Kate and Clint, they are, um, well, really Kate and Clint just keeping, um, keeping an eye on her. They break into an apartment to get some evidence, some more evidence on Jack. But come to find out, Kate trips some alarms who happened to be none other than Echo's apartment. Right. So basically, it's a whole fight with between Kate and Echo, but then Clint radios in like, hey, yo, um, Echo's up here like, are you sure? Because I'm fighting her. And he says, well, if you're fighting her, then who am I fighting? And at that point, I kind of figured who it was, and then I really got an idea of who it was when I saw the red, when I said, when I saw the red gauntlets. I'm like, well, I know exactly who it is. And then as right. soon as they unhooded her, unhooded the person, it was none other than Yelena, Wanda's sister. I was like, yeah. I like, oh, okay. I I know we're gonna get an episode four. So mm-hmm. that kind of bleeds. So with knowing that Clint basically the episode ends with Clint telling Kate, look, you went way in over your head. Somebody sent the Black Widow assassin after us. So you will get killed. So I'm gonna need your ass to take your ass back home. Right. And that's how the episode ends. Now, episode five. Oh, boy, that episode five, boy, got my blood pumping, got me hyped, got me excited. So in this episode, it is the it is the aftermath of what happened on that rooftop. And we're picked up and we've been and we pick her up with Kate going to her apartment and Yelena being there. And basically, like, some funny banner talking about, do you like um, pot mac and um, stovetop mac and cheese? And then she would die right. hot sauce. <laughs> yeah. And to me, that is the best character interaction that we've gotten in this show so far. Just to me, I really do like that. I really like the character interaction between her and Yelena. Yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty cool because, you know, she she actually is human or whatnot, and that was pretty cool to see. And, yeah, but I'm not going to lie, her putting that sriracha on that mac and cheese, that almost made me throw up, bro. Hey, man, some, hey, some people like hot sauce and mac and cheese, though. Bro, I don't. That That's just weird. Leave hey, mac and cheese alone. That's just hey, how I feel. Hey, man, you don't like it, but a lot of people like it, man. It's, it's all right, though. It's okay. Do Do you like it? 
I do. No, well, not sriracha. Sriracha is just too sweet and too sweet and hot. I, I can't do sriracha. But oh, okay. But like Texas, well, like yeah, yeah, like some Louisiana hot sauce. Yeah, that I get. But yeah. you know, but but sriracha is like uh, that, that's disgusting. Nah, but you know she's Russian, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know they they. I don't know. I guess they have crappy food over there. <laughs> but one thing, but I um. I forgot to mention it. That cold open, I really enjoyed that cold open of Hawkeye because it showed what Yelena was up to in 2018 when, like, while Infinity War was going on, how she was tracking down all of the all of the women in the Black Widow programming and kind of deprogramming them. Right, and then like, uh, you know, the blink the blink happened. Yeah, yeah, the blip, which. Which it really just showed that these people were gone in their minds for five seconds, but they were, but in reality, they were gone for five years. Right. I was like, oh my, like, damn, that, that, that gotta, that gotta fuck with you. Cause just imagine, just imagine people. Now, I've always thought about the people that were like, in the in like mid flight in airplanes, they, they, all those people probably die. <laughs> so the Avengers probably kill people. Well, they probably save people and they probably kill people. They're like blipping every, um, bringing everybody back from the snap. Right. Oh yeah, definitely, man. Like, <laughs> shoot, man. Some people probably got brought back and and uh, you know when the blip happened, they were in the middle of the street. Yeah, that's you know I mean? <laughs> like something like that happens, and you uh, and then all of a sudden this bus is coming. You know, it's like, <laughs> like so. Hey, man, maybe Thanos uh, didn't succeed with getting rid of half, but you know, at least he got rid of a good quarter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I was like, well, you know, that's pretty dark, but right. So, um, Yelena finds out from. Um, I forgot her name. I, I want to say her name was Anna. Yeah, it's, it's something like that. But she found that. But well, she was lied to by the lady at the end of Black Widow that Clint killed Natasha. So this episode it revolves around um, Yelena trying to find Clint to kill him. She so she goes to Haley Steinfeld's character Kate Bishop to tell him, "Yeah, tell me what you know." And she was basically flexing her spy muscle, like, yeah, I know everything about you and your family. So just know I can kill you if I want to, but I'm not going to do that because you're not my mission. So tell me, where's Clint? <laughs> right, right. And so hey, tell hey, me where your where your little mentor is. And Haley, hey, she was a uh, hey, she ride or die for Hawkeye. <laughs> well, I, but I mean, she didn't really know where he was. Hey, though. hey, my black ass would have lied. I'm sorry. <laughs> She man, would, look. She would have get look. I done seen look. If I know what Natasha, the black, the the black widow could do, and that's her sister, look, I ain't gonna take my chances. But but the episode, but this, but the other subplot is Clint. He's basically trying to clear his name with Ronan or try to get people off his back. So he goes after Echo, which is pretty dope to see him in the Ronan and see how he operates. Right. And once again, it just shows how stupid the tracksuit mafia people are, but I love them. They are just so hilarious. 
Yeah, man, they they make that. I, they low key make the show. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. Like the checks, the checks who might be hilarious, but um. So what happens is Clint, like Clint, he sends a message to Echo saying, "Meet me where where your father, where I met your father, and whatnot." And right, and then and there, they trying to ambush Clint, but you know, Clint got to get his Batman on. Taking them right. out one by one, like, oh, that's pretty dope. Then we got a little nice fight between um Echo and Clint, which is a pretty cool fight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna lie though, like it it's just I kind of wish it like Ronan was a little bit more dominant in the fight. Well, you know, well, yeah, but also I don't I'm okay with it because Echo, she can she is a very skilled fighter, so I can under so I can understand. Like I, I like that because it didn't downplay Clint and it didn't downplay Echo because they're both very skilled. Oh yeah, I guess you can give it that. But no, it's, I just wanted him to you know kind of be a little bit more dominant. Not a heck of a lot more dominant, but you know a little bit more. Well, also he was also holding back because because he said if I wanted to kill you, I could kill you. But I'm gonna give you one one more warning. Stay away from my family and anybody else I know, or next time I'm cutting off your head. Yeah. So then towards the end of the towards the end of the episode, um Clint and Katie they meet together with the dude from the LARP from the LARP stuff, the black dude. With Lucky yeah, Grills, no, yeah. The, yeah, that's that's his name. I think I think his yeah. name is Grills or something like that. Yeah, so they meet back at the, um at their place and then they're just chatting it up. Then Kate, oh yeah, I forgot. Jack gets arrested in this episode because um Kate's mom um she got suspicious of Jack, so quote unquote suspicious of Jack. So she called the cops and then. Jack was saying, "I'm in framed. I'm innocent. Don't worry. I'll be out. I'll be up um, before Christmas." So sorry, I, sorry that I, I skipped over that. Just a lot happened in this episode. So back to when um, Grills, Clint, Lucky, and Kate—they're just chat. They're just hanging out together. So Kate gets a. So Kate gets a message. I think it's from Yelena, if I'm not mistaken. Do you think it's from Yeah, I want to say it is. I want to say it is because uh, she was saying I found out who hired. Yeah, and man, we find out that it was uh, wait, who was it again? Was it her mom? It was her her mom. Yeah, it was her mom who hired her. But man, when they show who she's with, Kate as Clint, she like, Clint, who was this? Oh, that's the man I told you to worry about. And y'all, I mean this with all the most utmost excitement. We finally confirmed that Vincent D'Onofrio's kingpin is part of the MCU. Adam, I was yes, boy, I was jumping up and down like a like a little boy on Christmas. I was so happy to know that. Vincent yeah, I'm not gonna D'Onofrio, lie, I scream myself. When <laughs> I, I screamed and everything. <laughs> when I found out Vincent D'Onofrio was reprising his role as K-Pin, I was like, yes. Yes, the possibilities. All the possibilities. Because I told everybody I love the Daredevil show. All three seasons, I loved Daredevil. 
and to see uh-huh. that they are finally canon in the MCU, it brings joy to my heart. Yeah, that's good to hear, man, because like also some other shows may be coming back. Hey, that also opens it up for Punisher. It also opens it up for Luke Cage. You know what I mean? Uh, Jessica Jones, I'm not going to lie. They they fell off. Well, I don't know. I <laughs> they for me, they they ended they they ended at the right time because that was when the Netflix shows besides Daredevil that's when they were kind of losing steam but i loved the i loved the first season of jessica jones that was my like i loved i loved the first season of jessica jones i just love jessica jones as a character so if i can get these street level heroes back in the mcu and then have kingpin be their main villain since he runs he basically runs new york in the comics i would be so happy and he is such a great actor. And I'm glad that he finally gets his wishes finally came true because he even said, oh, yeah. And then you said, yeah, I uh, this Tom Holland fella, I would definitely like to be in a movie with him. Nice. So, oh, man, Adam, you just don't know how, how happy this makes me. Oh, no, it makes me really excited, too, man, because like. You know, also, they need to bring in Kingpin because it's like, you know, P- Kingpin and Spider-Man, they uh they fight a lot in the comics. So it's like, yo, how, how can y'all keep doing Spider-Mans without at least trying to introduce Kingpin? Because it, this is uh, this is weird to me because in none of the Spider-Man movies was Kingpin introduced. Well, the thing about Kingpin is in the comics, Anybody that's a hero in New York, Kingpin is their main is their main enemy. Just because Kingpin, like like as of right now, this Dark Reign story in the comics, basically what's going on is Kingpin has took has taken over New York and outlawed superheroes in New York. That's the type of because he became mayor. That is the type of power that Kingpin sways, and I just cannot wait to see what Kevin Feige and Marvel do with Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh, uh, we man. just have to see, man, but I am excited about it. Oh, uh, it seems like Marvel is making a lot of good moves right now. So, hey, yo, I'm all for it. You know, even though I'm team DC, I'll admit when Marvel is doing something right. Oh, man, just just happiness, y'all. Happiness on my body. Just, just a big blanket of happiness all over my body right now. Yeah, man. Matter of fact, I was thinking that I'm like, man, I bet this this uh last part made Jason giddy like a little schoolgirl. Oh boy, boy, I, boy! I was up here doing backflips. I was, but I'm pretty sure my neighbor neighbors like, what the hell did this boy got going on? But they just don't understand. They just don't understand. But yeah, y'all. Yeah. Sorry for the, sorry for the excitement, but oh, I'm just so excited, but. That was Hawkeye's episode four and five, and I'm pretty sure they only get pretty sure they only get six episodes. So the last episode will be next week, I think, or this coming. Yeah, Wednesday. I believe so. Um, I'm not sure. I have to Google that one, but I think you're right. I think they're only getting six. But yeah, y'all. So on with um, you know, Hawkeye. We got to uh for this movie. We got to uh scour deep in the multiverse because we ain't dealing with peter parker nah we dealing with 
the black Latino Miles Morales. Yes, y'all, we're going to start off this week as Spider-Man week with our review of um, Into the Spider-Verse made by Sony. Now, I have voiced this in the past to Adam. This right here is my favorite Spider-Man movie. It is my favorite. It embodies the comics. It's shot like the comics. It is colorful. The animation is amazing. I love Miles. I've loved Miles ever since he was introduced in the Ultimate Spider-Man. But y'all, if y'all have not known, if y'all, okay, I'm pretty sure everybody has seen Into the Spider-Verse. But if not, here's the rundown of Into the Spider-Verse. So this happens in um in a different in on a different earth in the multiverse. I forgot what earth it is, but in this universe, Peter Parker, he's been doing this Spider-Man thing for a while. And I mean a in a in a good while. So we the first right, half yo, Peter B. Parker. Yeah, Peter B yeah, Peter B. No, Peter B. Parker, he was he's the one that comes in to mentor Miles. Oh, okay. My bad. You talking yeah. about? Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Right. So, in in um the universal You're talking Miles, about blonde Peter. Yeah, You're talking bl- about blonde Peter. Yeah, blonde Peter. So, in this universe, um, blonde Peter, he is he has been doing this thing for a while now. The city of New York loves him, but Kingpin, he is trying to bring multi very. He's trying to bring variants of his son and his wife into their universe. So he creates this big machine that can bring people in and out of their their respective universe but of, of course adam collider yeah it's called adam collider let's yeah. let's just go ahead and put that out there <laughs> yeah so basically what happens you know how this goes shit don't ever go right when people try to mess with science and the multiverse so we find out that so we are following peter um we're following miles and his journey quote unquote like his little journey as a high school student and we get to see his interaction between his mom um i forgot her um i forgot his mom's name rio i I think i think her name is rio we'll just say rio morales i'll correct it if if it's wrong we follow her and then her dad and their interaction between the son, which I liked because it really seemed genuine. Yeah, it, it really did. And um, I'm not going to lie. They, they uh, really, really played up the uh, black father trope. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm sorry. You know? That part where he was <laughs> dropping off his son. He was like, I love you, son. He said, yeah, you too, dad. And he, and he said of the intercom, you didn't say it back, son. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, my dad would have done some crap like that. <laughs> I, that that's just, that's all I can think. I'm like, wow, they uh really nailed the whole black dad thing. Cause uh, I'm not gonna lie. I do that to my daughter sometimes. Like, uh, you know, cause she, she in high school or whatnot. And I'll be like, Jeff, you better, you better wave at me. I'm embarrassed you in front of your friends. <laughs> but yeah, man, like, I really do like the dynamic between Miles and his parents. And it just shows, like Miles, he's just like a he. He's really like a geeky kid, kind of like he has his he has his one friend. You know, every Spider Man trope, they got that one friend, that one friend behind the chair, right? 
So yeah, so we introduced we get introduced to him. We uh he sees that he has a crush on this one chick. We'll get to her later. And so while we're following that, we learn in the early and on the movie that Miles' dad and his uncle Aaron they do not see eye to eye. The reason why they do not see eye to eye is because Miles' dad, uh, Miles' uh, uncle Aaron, he's a uh, kind of a criminal. <laughs> Right, he's not on the straight and narrow, he's not on the and, and there's there's no kind of about it. He is, <laughs> <All right>. like, <laughs> well, reason why I said, I mean, he's a criminal, but like, I, I don't want. He's not your typical criminal that just for himself. He does he he, he does things in his what he sees is right, but we all know it's not right. But he still loves he still loves his dad. He still loves his brother, uh, Miles' dad, and he still loves Miles. So I do appreciate how they played that dynamic with he still cares for Miles and he still wants to hang out mm-hmm. with Miles. But he he purposely tries to stay away from Miles because he knows that his dad wouldn't approve. And he still wants to make his dad. He still wants to respect Miles' dad. But, you know, Miles, he's like, well, Uncle Aaron, you're, like, Uncle Aaron's so cool. I want to hang on my Uncle Aaron. So he's like, OK, OK. I'll hang out with you, kid. So they go to graffiti. They go to graffiti or sub um his little his little hangout spot. We find out that uh Miles' dad used to graffiti with him. So it's like, you know, your dad, he used to do stuff with me now, but ever since he became a cop, you know, it's been kind of hard for us to bond together because we live two different we have two different lifestyles. Right, right. So while that's going on. I want to say it's it's been a minute since I've seen this movie. I I tried to see it again, but I could not fit the time. If I'm not mistaken, didn't like a a spider from their was it a class trip or whatever. Now see here here's the thing. I actually uh, think I know what that spider was. I think that spider was a spider from another dimension. You think because because so? uh, remember it started glitching when he came back to uh, check on it. Okay, okay. Like, like it, it started glitching and acting weird and stuff. So I actually think that was a spider from another dimension that bit him. You know what I mean? So there's there's a Peter Parker out. There's a universe out there right now that uh, doesn't have a, a Spider-Man. And uh, it was because of Kingpin's ass. <laughs> yeah. So you know the story of Spider-Man. Boy gets bit, boy gets power. So Miles wakes up. He wakes up um in, in the next morning and it plays out just like Peter's origin. Like it is so on the nose. They even got the comic. He is he's even reading the Spider-Man comic of his or of, of Peter Parker's origin or Peter Parker's Spider-Man's origin as he's discovering his powers. Like dialogue for dialogue. And I just love that. Because it yes. was it was a great homage to the original comic. Yeah, and I agree with that, but you know, they, they could have gotten a little bit more original with it. Yeah, but you know, I don't mind it just for some fact. The fact that this is animated and it is it is heavily influenced by the comics from the art design to the way that the transitions are, I really appreciated it because this is the one movie where you can get as comic booky as possible. So 
That is true. And another thing I got to point out, the music in this movie is just phenomenal. The soundtrack is amazing. Every song on this soundtrack is a bop. Every song on it is. That is true. And uh, usually I don't like movies that have bad, uh, that have really good soundtracks because typically the better the soundtrack is, the worse the movie is. Yeah, but like, I don't know if you've ever noticed that, but, uh, you know, and I always uh, give people the classic example of Interview with a Vampire. Uh, not Interview with a Vampire. That was a good movie. Uh, Queen of the Damned. Yeah. You know, it's like that was a bad movie, but every song in it was fire. For me, it was Suicide Squad. I love the soundtrack, but I did not like uh, Su- I did not like Suicide Squad 20. 20- 17 i think it was i just didn't like the movie but the soundtrack was, was about right and, and you know so i've always just been like man yo if uh if this movie has a badass soundtrack i think i'm not gonna watch it and uh for the most part it's worked but uh as of recently uh that's that's not the case like uh an example is this of course and of course uh arcane and you know it's like oh wow okay never mind i was wrong my bad but the reason why the soundtrack works to me is because whenever they play a song it fits the tone of what's going on in the scene yeah like i'm not like for one thing when i first saw this movie me reading the comic i'm like i wonder if they're actually going to kill peter parker I mean, they got. I mean, I saw him in the trailer, so we got to be in the movie. I was wrong, boy. Sony said, "Nah, we gonna have a Peter Parker, but this universe, Peter Parker, nah, he got to die." Like that's right. how the universe goes. And I'm talking about when. So the, before we get ahead of ourselves, Miles he tries to be Spider Man. Quote: He tried to be a copycat Spider Man. So he even has down to the Party City um, Spider Man costume. <laughs> That whoa, does, whoa, but this this was uh let's talk about how Peter Parker died though, you know, man. You know, oh no, wait, no, no, I'm getting to that. So so um so because what you talking about happened after he died. So okay, so yeah, let, let, so let me back check because you you might can know more than me since you've seen this movie today, but right if I'm mistaken, the sewer that they're in is is it the same sewer where um or the I guess like the same sewers where Kingpin was doing his experiments. It's been a while since I've seen this movie. Yeah, like uh, basically what happened is he went back to find the spider that bit him or whatnot. Yeah. And uh, it wound up being the same sewer that Kingpin was in when he was, you know, uh, developing the Atom Collider. Yeah, so while that's going on, the Collider, if I'm not mistaken, I'm remembering this. I remember bits and pieces of it. I remember the movie. I just don't remember it fluently so if i remember correctly isn't like kingpin is being told by his by his um assistants that yeah this thing's gonna go unstable if you continue it said nah i I gotta pull him out so the atom collider it starts to go haywire and then miles he's in danger but then spider-man or the spider-man we know peter parker he swoops in and tries to stop kingpin but he sees that miles is in trouble if i am i right on that well uh he's also fighting uh he's also fighting um doc ock right the the green goblin and um 
Doc, and I'm, Prowler at the same time. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, because because Kingpin says that Kingpin calls Prowler Prowler over to uh, I get I guess to deal with Spider Man. I'm guessing, or just in case Spider Man comes. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, of course, we uh, the Green Goblin we saw was a, a mutated version of him. You know what I mean? It wasn't just him in a in a suit. Well. That's another reason why I do like this movie because it is so accurate to the comics because it's pulling from the ultimate Spider, the ultimate Spider-Man who is Miles Morales. Cause you know, in his universe, the green goblin is mutated. Like he's an actual goblin. Um, Doc Ock, Doc Ock, sometimes she's female. Sometimes just mutated as well. Tombstones yeah. in which I was surprised they even put tombstone in cause you you i have yet to see tombstone in any type of movie right also uh oh tombstone's not the most exciting of uh of spider-man's villains you know what i mean well i would well i don't know in the comics he is because he's like he's like a street level version of the kingpin like like he's a street like he's a, he's a street le- like he's a street level version of the kingpin because like he runs the he runs like the criminal undercity but I did appreciate how they brought in how they brought in uh, characters that we have yet to see from Spider Man, like the Prowler. His costume was dope. Prowler's costume, yeah. Prowler's costume is dope. I like the fact how they used the female version of um of Doc Ock. Yeah, but I'm not gonna lie. I, I prefer the metal arms over whatever those arms were. Yeah, but like I say, it's alternate universe, so you pick and choose. Right. So, so, um, so while Peter is fighting all these villains, who is actually like this, like the movie shows just in that span of time that Peter is a vet at doing this as Spider Man because he's holding his own, even, right? Even while trying to save Miles, he's holding his own. I was like, okay, so he's been doing it for a minute, but you know, he saves Miles, then he they're both their spider senses go off because you know. Whenever Spider Man are around, like their spy sense, like their spy sense will go off because like familiarity. So he finds right. out that Miles is just like him, but they don't get time to, but but they don't get time to chat it up because they're interrupted by the villains. So Peter just tells Miles to stay out of harm's way. So Peter holding his own, holding his own, but then he starts to, he starts to lose the upper hand. Then. The collider just explodes and Peter is trapped. He tells Miles just to go and to take this to I, I think he says taking to Aunt May. And we we at that point I knew what was gonna happen. Well well he he was saying uh take it so uh so you can come back and destroy it. Yeah. And then he's trapped. Miles leave well, he doesn't leave, he just gets to a higher point. Kingpin, he sees Spider-Man. He like, why you like? I'm going to kill you for what you did. Like, you can't bring him. You can't bring him back. And Kingpin in a fit of rage, you know what he does, Adam. Yeah, yeah. I I was not expecting it, but Kingpin beats Spider Man to death. He kills Spider Man, and I was not ready for it because I did not think they were going to kill off this Spider Man at least this soon. I'm, I'm with you. I was shocked as well. I'm like, yo, what? 
Like, come on, man. This is Spider-Man, dog. (laughs) And even my boy. And even though it's animated, this scene really hit for the simple fact it played the song with Post Malone and Swaley, which was a perfect song. Is which was a perfect song to play like while the New York was mourning Spider-Man because I do love how the fact it showed how much Spider-Man was loved. And this was, if I'm not mistaken, the last ever cameo by the great Stan Lee. Yeah, I think you're right. And like, just to hear that, just to hear Stan Lee said, you know, he was my friend too. I was like, man, that hurt. That really hurt. That, that really hurt. Yeah. So, so while like, you know, they're grieving, New York is grieving. And um, it's uh, this movie takes place during the winter, so the one of the funniest parts of the movie happens right after this, with Peter, with your boy Peter B. Parker, at right. his at his own tombstone, saying, "Wait, I'm dead. <laughs> wait, hold on, I'm right here." So then, oh wait, no, Miles is more than Peter, and then Peter B. Parker taps him on the shoulder. And Miles, not knowing the extent of his powers, he accidentally shocks. He actually uses his venom strike on Peter B. Parker and knocks him out. And then <laughs> it is the funniest. It is the funniest chase scene I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, man. So the though the so the cops just see a kid with the Spider-Man costume on, well, a black kid over a white dude. That's right. unconscious. Uh, that, they even described him as a kid carrying a homeless, a, a homeless, homeless man's Spider-Man. corpse. A oh. homeless man's corpse. Yeah. Oh, my, damn. <laughs> and like, so basically, P, uh, Miles tries to get away. He uses Peter's web shooter to hang, to attach to a train. And man, that shit was funny because he is he basically using Peter's corpse, his 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 lifeless body, as a damn surfboard across New York City, man. Right, and, and the messed up part too is uh, what's we call it? He keeps on getting knocked out. <laughs> yeah, he keeps getting knocked out. Like he'll wake up and then all of a sudden he'll hit something else, and it's like, damn, oh shit! If if he wasn't Spider Man, and then remember how he was sliding this. He, uh, he slid across the window. Trying to balance, so he had to slide his face across the pavement. Yeah, it, yeah, it was it was sad. Boy, it was funny as hell. But man, this movie—I'm not going to. I'm gonna try like this shortly little because we got two other movies to do. But I like this movie how they introduce all the different Spider-Man from the different universes. So. After all that happens, um, so a- a- after all that happens, they go to Aunt May's because, like, they- that's just what every Spider-Man knows is to go to their to go to May's house. So right. when they get to May's house, they find the other Spider-Man, which is you find Spider Gwen, which is Gwen Stacy, and which is Gwen Stacy, her universe. Peter die. Um, she gets the spot. She gets the powers, but Peter dies. Right. Then we find. Um. Then we 
we meet Peter Porker, <laughs> who is a pig version of Spider Man. Yeah, who's a pig version of Spider Pig, uh, pig version of Spider Man. We meet Spider Man Noir, which is which is one of my favorite, which is one of my favorite alternate, which is uh he's got to be like my top five of the multiverse Spider Man, voiced by crazy ass Nicholas Cage, which made it even better. Right. <laughs> who's origin still follows the same his uncle ben dies but he's in a 1920s era where he's spider-man and he's actually he actually uses guns right right then we got penny parker who is uh, who is um she has a robot who has who is um who is basically spider-man but she pilots the she basically pilots at um i want to so she basically pilots a Gundam. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I would say that you know she, uh, she basically pop- and, and basically she has a psychic link with a spider who controls the uh, the uh, robot. Yeah, which is kind of which is pretty cool. I I will say that's pretty cool. until it gets huh? Am I missing one? I, that's it though i think yeah yeah no, no, that, that, that's it yeah because it was just you know uh spider-man the war uh spider pig uh spider gwen uh you know peter b parker and miles yeah yeah so oh and speaking of peter b parker boy this man is pathetic like like they want you to know yeah this ain't the peter you know no nah, this man pathetic <laughs> like he done lost mary jane Oh, hello. Yeah, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you now. You kind of went out for a little bit. Yeah, he done lost Mary Jane, like because they broke up. He done got like he done been depressed. He fat. <laughs> yeah, Aunt May died. Oh yeah, yeah. Aunt May died. I like yeah, it. like, but you know what's weird though? I think that's our universe's Peter Parker though. Yeah, I was just about to say that because they <laughs> because they pull scenes they pull scenes from um Spider-Man 2 and 3. So I think it's funny how it's our it's basically I think I want to say it's ours but I think it's paying homage to that to our um to the Toby movies. But oh, I, oh yeah, when he was dancing and shit yeah. like yeah, we don't talk about that time. Yeah. Like, like so yes, cuz everyone hates that movie. Yeah. And don't you find it funny, Adam, how Sony has made the worst Spider-Man movie and possibly the best Spider-Man movie in this movie? <laughs> don't you? You know what? It, you know what? Yeah. But I'm thinking they learn from the mistakes because this movie, it it respects all aspects of Spider-Man, which is why I love this movie so much. And. So I did, and I did appreciate the fact that, yeah, this this um, Peter, he's not all put together. He's kind of going through some things. So Miles shows them the, the um, he shows them the USB or or the thumb drive that goober, yeah, yeah, the goober that um um this universe Peter gave to Miles before he died. But while that's going on, everybody starts glitching. And we come to find out that they're glitching because they don't belong in this universe. So it's like, so it's like their multi, their universe trying to pull them back was kind of killing them because it's kind of trying to rip them apart. But it's kind of trying to rip them apart while trying to do that. 
Well, well, I I think it's it's more. Uh, this is probably a better way of describing it. Since they don't belong in our universe, I think our universe is trying to get rid of them, sort yeah. of like an immune response. Oh, so, kind, kind of like you, the, you know what I mean. Kind of like the body's immune system. Right, right. It's like, hey, yo, this this shouldn't be here. I need to get rid of it. Yeah. So you know what I mean. So now we know what the plan is. The plan is to stop Kingpin along with getting these people home. But the thing, but the thing that all these Spider-Men say, yeah, this kid is not ready. He don't even know how to swing right. He don't. He, he can't control his powers. He can't control his powers. I mean, you better be lucky that Gwen, like, like, yeah, Gwen had to save both of y'all's asses because. This this kid almost this kid almost got both of y'all killed by Doc Ock. Right. So so now I do like this fact of this movie, even though it has all these Spider-Men in it, it's still focusing on Miles. Like right. it's it's still focusing on Miles. And I love how they how they the movie like evolves. I'm not going to talk about the whole movie because it's a lot to say, but I like how it's slowly letting him be his own Spider-Man, like up to the point when all the Spider-Man, they tied him up because they don't want him to get involved because they know that he's going to be a liability. But Miles, he, he wants to believe himself that he can do it. So we get a little, right. mo- so we get a little montage of him, of like him, Going to Aunt May and Aunt May, you know Aunt May, she can't help herself. She she basically said, "I knew you come back." <laughs> yeah, basically, like, like, yeah, I knew you were coming, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so it was really not. It was just really nice. Like I feel like after Aaron, Uncle Aaron died in the movie, I felt like he needed that tragedy to he. It's like if you notice Adam in every Spider Man. Spider-Man needs tragedy to 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 push forward. Right. Yeah, some somebody got to die. Yeah, somebody got to die. Somebody close to him got to die. Yeah. It's you know? it sucks, but I like them killing Uncle Aaron because it gave him the motivation to want to feel like he can do it. And so that happens early in the movie at Aunt May's house. Okay, so then everybody, all the all the Peters, all the Spider Man, they go to that little gala where a king where Kingpin is. So they're about to do this without Miles, but you know they had to swag Miles up a little bit. They had to give him his own suit. Had to play that song by um, had to play that song "What's Up Danger," which is my favorite song from that soundtrack. Might I add? <laughs> okay. My favorite song, and it just went so well. Like that whole scene, the little mo- the whole montage scene with him preparing himself with his suit and the little monologue and like little the little dialogue between him and Peter playing over playing over while he's doing that. It was just such it was such beautifully animated, and the fact of him swinging. I've always liked Miles swinging because it just always Miles. It has a little bit of a flair to it and a little bit of uncertainty to it because he's new to this. Mm-hmm. But he still want, but 
I don't know if you get it from his swinging, but like he has confidence, but he's still new to it. So it's still kind of slop. It's still kind of sloppy in a way. Right. Right. Yeah. So I do like that. I like how they depict his swinging, how it's different from everyone else's because this movie, it just proves how different not only characteristic wise, but as Spider-Man that he really is because he's really the only black Spider-Man that we know right so they do everything they can to the to d- differentiate him from the other spider-man well but this is something i've always kind of wondered though about uh miles morales how come he didn't get his dad's last name because well i think it's also because you know since his dad is black his mom is puerto rican i think they wanted to have I think they wanted to have that Puerto Rican influence on Miles because, you know, I, I'm, I don't know if you read the comics, but in, in the comics, he speaks Spanish. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Like, even in Into the Spider-Verse, he, he spoke Spanish. Yeah, so, like, he he weighs more heavy on his on his Latins, on, on, like, his Puerto Rican side than his black side. So I think that's why they do it because they want to connect with both the the African American demographic and the um and the Hispanic demographic. Oh, so, okay. So I think that's why they chose why they why they chose his my, his mom's last name. Okay, because I'm like, shoot, his parents are together. Shit. So yeah. like, I don't know. It just it just seemed weird because I'm like, what? Yeah, Man, but the, but there are also some marriages where the like. Some some um husbands take the wife's last name. It's it's very rare, but it does happen. Well, and, and also there are some uh instances where like, you know, it's and this does happen in uh Hispanic communities where where they actually do give the uh the child the uh um uh, mom's last name. Like let's look at like you know, like Charlie Sheen, his yeah. name is technically Carlos Estevez. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, same thing is true with Emilio, you know, Emilio Estevez, like his last name is Sheen, you know? Yeah. So I do. So I guess that's why they did, which I appreciate that because like they respect his, they respect his heritage. So I do like that, but. Hey, no, never mind. I take that back. Martin Sheen's last name actually is Estevez. Never mind. Okay. (laughs) But. But in this movie, like the third act, I really enjoyed the third act. I really did because while all this is going on, like while they're fighting the kingpin and like Miles comes and he basically swoops in to help all of them out. I like the fact how he sends them back. I was worried when I first saw the movie because I thought that they were all going to fight kingpin and not have Miles get his shine. But I was really happy that he sent them back after like he sent them back before he fought Kingpin, he says, Yo, this is my mess, man. You you gotta go. Like you like go fix your life. I'ma fix it over here. But you, but go fix what you got going on and I got this. Right. Cause it's like, yo, Peter B. Parker, you got a you got a stack full of problems and uh you probably need to go handle that. So uh yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was it was kind of touching, like to see him and like him and uh, Peter B. Parker, like how Peter B. Parker, he basically gives him like the vote of confidence, like, all right, kid, you got this. Like, I believe, I believe in you. So, right. 
then we get back to um king to the kingpin fight which was which was really cool and it was there's a lot of easter eggs in there because different universes were blending into miles universe maybe one day i can do a podcast with the easter eggs or do a tiktok video of, of all the easter eggs and in, into the spider-verse but there were a lot of easter eggs in just that one scene so the fight the fight is going on miles finally wins because kingpin is distracted by his by the by the variant version of his son and daughter son and mother son and wife so they finally get miles to win and the movie it ends really nice with basically miles prevailing the city um like his dad saying you know I don't like vigilantes but you did I right, kid right and then it was kind of nice to see uh miles hug his dad you know yeah. he he's been trying to have miles say i love you for so long throughout the movie try to give him a, like he's been wanting miles to show affection but the only way he can really do is while he's spider-man because he he's happy that his dad says that he's basically proud of him even though his dad does not know he's spider-man right and then it's just nice to see that new york is accepting miles as their spider-man now so i really did like that then of course the movie ends with Gwen opening up a portal to the to um her universe and that's when the movie ends. And yeah man, this movie I love this movie. I I got to give it a 10 out of 10 popcorn buckets just because this movie just embodied what Miles is as a character and what Spider-Man is as a character. If, and since it was my favorite Spider-Man movie, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a. I'm gonna give it a uh, nine point eight. Okay, nine point eight. You know, you, you you it just didn't quite make it to ten for me, but it still got up there though. So why didn't I make it to ten for you? Well, like um, I don't know, like just a just a few little nitpicky things, like. Uh, I thought some of it was corny. Yeah, but I mean, I like it. Had, it had some corn, some cheesy moments, and it's that's the only reason why I can't give it a full ten. Reason why I let it slide is just because this movie is is it's it's for the family. It's for the family. So yeah, it's like a few dark things in here, but it's mostly for the like. It's mostly kids can watch this movie. So. I let it slide because, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah that that man, that is my favorite Spider-Man movie. And if y'all haven't noticed by the ten out of ten popcorn buckets, it's going to stay that way. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I don't know, man. No way home. I've been hearing a lot of good stuff. I've been hearing a lot of good things, but we'll we'll have to talk about that tomorrow. But. So on with the animated Spider-Man. Now let's get to Disney. Now, if y'all know this whole thing with Disney and Sony, this is a very dysfunctional relationship. I'm talking about on the level of a trailer of a trailer park trash relationship because they be fighting one minute, be good the next minute, be one they like Spider-Man is basically their kid. It like Sony. Sony is their baby, but Marvel keep trying to, or Disney keep trying to take that baby away. They say, you better, hey, you better stop. I'm going to call CPS. 
I'm more put, I'm more put fit. it this way, man. This is how I feel. Uh, Sony and uh, Disney's relationship, you know, uh, they ain't got shit on Ike and Tina. Yeah, they ain't got shit, but <laughs> oh, goddamn, I remember so like. Tom just like, man, I just want to be a family again because this man legit just keep getting pulled because he's like technically he's contract. I think he's contracted by Sony, but Disney, but Disney, they kind of hold some of the merchandising rights to Spider-Man because that was the deal. But then they wanted to pull out the deal like two, three years ago because they saw that they can make more profit from Spider-Man. But Sony was like, nah, fam. That ain't what we do. Look, you may be that mouse, but you got to fork over a lot of money. So Mm -hmm. this was such a dysfunctional relationship. But as of right now, the relationship seems to be on better terms. It seems that they're going to renew their vows and we're going to be straight again. And that Tom can be back with his with his mama and dad, with his mama and his daddy. So. But. The start of the relationship happened with with Captain America Civil War. Everybody knows the movie was marketed saying this was Spider-Man's cinematic debut into the MCU. That's why a lot of people saw it, just because they wanted to see Spider-Man, which is right, kind of right. which is kind of sad because it's a Captain America movie. But I'm not gonna lie, I want to see Spider-Man. I want to see I want to see Civil War, but like I low-key, like I need Spider-Man in my life, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that was his cinematic debut. And then, of course, you know, um, the post-credit scene of um, Spider-Man, um, of Captain America Civil War, it showed the OG Spidey signal on the wall when he opened the watch that um, Tony gave him, which set up this movie, Spider-Man Homecoming. Now, I don't know how you feel about this um, Spider-Man Homecoming movie, um, Adam, but I really enjoyed this Spider-Man Homecoming movie. To me... It this movie was it was a back to basics for Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Like it, this movie it leans heavy on the aspect of um, Peter just being a kid still trying to be a superhero. Right. So that's one aspect I like because we never really got to fully see Spider Man or Peter as a kid. They would tell us he's a kid, but he never really acted like a kid in high school, which I appreciate that even though Tom Holland was, I think, 19 when this came out, he has... Yeah, a- but he still looked like a kid, yeah. though, you know what I mean? Like, that that was the big difference, because, like, Toby and Andrew, it's like, man, y'all y'all are clearly full-grown people. Well, yeah. come on now. Y'all so, ain't pulling off a teenager. So, this, it worked for me, and then he has that annoying voice... Like a lot of kid, like a lot of kids at that age, they annoying as hell because they think they know everything, which is funny because Peter he is really smart, but he knows nothing. He dumb. He is naive as hell. <laughs> In both these movies, he is naive, and he's yeah, and he, he really is. He's naive, but he isn't so naive that you hate him. You still like him because he still has core val. He still has core values of to do right. My only thing with him is like, bro, why can't you keep your secret? Yeah, but you know, like a lot, like I like shoot, everybody found out. (laughs) 
Yeah, everybody found out, but one, it's because he's not it one because it's kind of harder now because they saw him fight with the Avengers <laughs> or against the Avengers. So that makes it even harder. And two, it's like after fighting the Avengers, he just let it get to his head. And which this movie, which I'm a, I'm gonna tell my I'm gonna speak my gripes about this movie. But the main thing about this movie is he is riding so high on that Avengers airport fight that he's kind of feeling himself a little bit. Yeah, a little bit too much, matter of fact. Yeah, because um this uh because in this movie we this is the not only this is the cinematic debut in the MCU for Spider-Man, but this is also um the big screen debut of the vulture right which i really was kind of skeptical about the vulture because i didn't know what they would do with them when i first heard the news because if you've seen the vulture in some of the comics he kind of his his early costume kind of he's lame as hell yeah let's let's cut to it man he's lame as hell his early costume (laughs) is stupid but I'm glad yeah. that I'm glad that they pulled from the early 2010s Vulture costume where he's actually like I mean he always builds his suit. Don't know why it looked like he had actual feathers back in the day, but this suit actually is a like robotically engineered ring, um, robotically engineered wings. So I did like that they got a great actor and Michael Keaton to play him. Who, in my opinion, he is top. He is um top three to top five of live action Spider Man villains. He does a really good job. Oh yeah, man! But that's because that's Michael Keaton yeah. for you. Yeah, like Michael Keaton, he does. To be honest, Tom Holland, even though yes, one of the main gripes, yes, I know a lot of people hate the movie because they call him Iron Man Junior. One of the main things about his movies, his villains are actually they they do a, the actors that play the villains are pretty good. They do a damn good job. So in this movie, Adrian Toomes or the vulture, he's screwed over by Tony Stark's new company damage control, which fun fact that was going to get a TV show, but it got canceled when Disney plus when Disney decided they were going to launch Disney plus. So that just got scrapped. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. So damage control, they like it shows back in time 2012 when the when um the attack when the assault on new york happened damage control takes all of the chitauri tech from uh adrian's cleanup crew so he wants so of course you know he wants revenge on tony because he owns the company so that sets up that now uh, only thing that has me that I did not like the only I did like how they brought in some of the characters from the comics I just was not feeling the I was just was not feeling the casting of Flash Thompson yeah I I don't know why they felt the need to go that direction with Flash Thompson you know like, like he wasn't even really a damn bully well he was a bully with words I don't think because you know he was a bully with words but I don't think they want him to be a physical bully because with the whole anti-bullying campaign going on right now so yeah, it's that- so it's kind of hard but I'm gonna talk about it tomorrow man that 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 just to me is 
That's ridiculous. It's like, come on, guys. Like, make make him a classic bully. Yeah, but I will say this. Besides that, they do get everything else right with Flash Thompson about him being a Spider-Man fanboy. I do appreciate that. I do appreciate that because it's true to his character. But, yeah, I did like that they actually gave us Betty Brant, Betty Brant to the forefront, unlike – um, other than how she was in the Toby films, where she was like just in the background, and right. like, even though they gave her her, they gave her her um her job in the comics, but they never really did nothing with her. She was just there, so it was cool to see people like Betty Brandt, um, Ned Leeds. So it was it was nice to see that Ned is his best friend, and with some um. What's his name? The actor. He does a really good job as Ned. Tom Holland. They both do really good jobs of being geeks. Just having, just having this secret of Spider Man and not knowing what to do with it because they just like, hey, you're an Avenger. Because Ned legit, Ned legit said in the movie Peter knows Spider Man out of nowhere. Boy, if I was Peter, I would have punched him dead in his chest. <laughs> Boy, I would, like, bitch, do you? Bitch, this is serious. I, I don't need you to just be falling around that I'm Spider-Man, that I know Spider-Man just for your own little own little selfish needs. Man, but that would have killed him. Yeah, he, he he holds back his punches. He holds back his punches. All right, well, whatever. <laughs> man, I'm not gonna lie though. Uh I did have another big gripe about it, man. Um didn't get to see my boy Harry Osborne. Me? For me, that, that pissed me off. Like, like next level. Like, I, I do not know why they decided to not include him. I mean, I guess they really didn't include Mary Jane because she's actually like another character. But you know, they made her kind of like a surrogate. You know, MJ. But there was no surrogate Harry. I know why they didn't use Harry and MJ and Mary Jane. Um, but I'm had to. Talk oh, is that because of Sony? You think Sony was like, nah, fam, we're going to make this as hard for y'all as possible. So you can't have them. Well, you think prob- that's what they were doing? Probably some of that, but I'm going to talk about it at a, on an, um, I'm going to talk about it tomorrow when we do our Spider-Man No Way Home review. I'm going to talk oh, about, okay. I'm going to talk about that because I have a theory of what they're going to do. So yeah, I enjoyed all the, all the kid characters because they, they felt like they were actually high school kids yeah and then peter he has a crush on this one black chick she has a crush, he has a crush on the one black chick throughout the whole movie she was gonna be the um the interest in peter but mm-hmm. they, but during all that they throw this they throw zendaya's characters zendaya um uh, zendaya's character zendaya zendaya's character mj up in there <laughs> And they knew what they were doing. They we, we don't get her name until later on, but they knew what they're doing. They're like, oh, that must be Mary Jane. But they knew what they were doing. Sony tried to make this as diff- just as difficult for Marvel or for Disney as possible. That mouse probably that mouse probably sitting up in the Mickey Mouse uh, club. I like you motherfuckers, you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting cases on all you bitch, all on all you bitches. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Now, I do like 
one thing, the, my biggest gripe about this, I agree with everyone else. The thing about Spider-Man is that he's his own hero, and they try to make him too much as Tony Stark Jr. I get that he's smart, and I get that, and I get that he's a kid, but it's like the whole thing about Peter is that his struggles is what makes him a good Spider-Man. He really, he really doesn't get help from other people unless it's a big world-ending event. Right. So that was my biggest gripe because we focused too much on him want to follow Tony instead of him trying to be himself. So I do agree with the fans on that. I'm I'm with you on that one, man, because he does seem to be pretty up Tony's ass in that movie. Yeah, but like I said, I respect I respect what they try to do because they built off of they built off of Captain America Civil War because in Captain America Civil War when he went in his room, it was a huge indication that he was a huge um, Iron Man fan. Mm-hmm. Like, so I I can respect that, but just for me, I wish in these two movies they would have focused more on him being his own hero. Yeah, and I'm kind of with you on that one. And I I also have to just go ahead and say this. Uh I was not a, a fan of the fact that they picked like, like two of my least favorite villains from Spider-Man to be in those movies. I'm like, dude, I don't even. I really, really hate those villains. Like, they are lame as all get out to me. Well, like Vulture and uh, Mysterio. I was like, uh, are you guys, man? You know, they, they, there's several no. other, you know, villains y'all could have chosen from that are way cooler than them. Like, a matter of fact, I even think they're ranked at the bottom for, like, Spider-Man supervillains by fans of, by fans, you know what I mean? Now, I got a question for you, though. Are you basing it off of the TV show? Because the TV show, yeah, they came off as, they came off as lame, but like I said, they... I'm uh, I'm basing it off the TV show, I'm being honest with you. Yeah, so they... In the comics, they update them like they're not core Spider-Man villains, but they make them more complex and more likable and more and a whole lot more cool, especially Mysterio. But I'm going to talk about Mysterio when we get to the Far From Home review. But Vulture, they did a really good job of Vulture because we find out that Vulture is the father of the chick that Peter has a crush on. Right. Like like they they tried to make up for the fact that they chose Tulane villains like they really did you know with very good character development so yeah but i'm just being honest man yeah so i like i like the dynamic because it's like of course adrian tombs he didn't want to kill no kid so but so he just kept telling he kept telling peter stay the fuck back or i i will have to kill you right he said, look, I look, Tony screwed me over. I have my beef is with him, not you. Stay away. So he was really trying to say he was really trying not to hurt Peter. But it just Peter he, being who he is, he just kept having a pry. Now, one scene that I really did like, which kind of showed 
like which I kind of show like he has to get get himself out of that situation. Like because after you know Iron Man told him off after he damn near killed everybody on that ferry, he told him, dog, just sit back. Just sit back and let the professional handle it. Like, well, I told you y'all didn't do shit. He says, Well, right. Well, we got people for that now. So I I did like how the movie made Peter get himself out of a bind when he caught up to Adrian Toomes and he just flat out just dropped a building on the kid, not knowing. See, I knew he was saying, I don't want to kill you, but I'm pretty sure he didn't know. I'm pretty sure he didn't know that Peter could lift a building off his own self. So I think he was really trying to kill Peter at that point. Because ain't, right. no, ain't no way he could have known. So, like, Peter, you know, he's crying. He's crying and he's calling for help because, you know, at that moment, I realized, oh, shit, he is still a kid. He is really scared right now. Like, so I did feel for Peter, but I also I also like the fact how they made him get himself out of that predicament. And I also like how they pulled from not. You you already know Marvel is going to have um, Disney was going to have us bring our Easter baskets to these movies. So, if you don't know Adam, there's an iconic panel of Spider Man when he lifts a building up off himself. Oh no no I I know about that. I mean, come on, bro. That's that's uh, common knowledge. Even if you're not a Spider Man fan, you know you know about that. Yeah. So I appreciate like you know Marvel going to continue to have it. If you go to Marvel movies, just have just be ready to have your Easter egg baskets ready because there's plenty of them in this movie. Plenty of them. Right. <laughs> so, like, the climax, it, like, the climax, it just, Peter fighting Vulture by himself. By himself, which I did like. The movie yeah, and, and, and that cheap ass costume. Don't forget about the cheap yeah, ass costume. Yeah, the cheap costume. So I did like the fact how the end of the movie it let him be it let him have his individuality because he had right. no he had no Stark tech to work with, just his web fluid that he made along along with that uh Dollar Tree costume that he got. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's hilarious. But one thing I did like is that he wasn't trying to kill Tombs. He wasn't trying to he wasn't trying to hurt him. He was really trying to save him because he knew that yo, this stuff is unstable. You're gonna kill everybody and yourself if you tamper with the stuff. So I like the fact how they embody that even though Adrian Tombs dropped a building on him, tried to kill him, he's still trying to save him because yeah. he, he knows the danger. So that's what I did like. So even though I didn't like him being Iron Man Jr. towards the beginning of the movie, it slowly started showing, letting him be his own, even though it came at the expense of the end of the movie. Yeah. And so the movie ends with with um, the Vulture. And, being, and May finding out who the hell that, he is. That shit was funny because... Like while the while the montage is going on, we heard the we heard the triumphant um, music play for Spider Man. Only you just heard was what the oh, then, <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'm not gonna lie, Aunt May was my favorite part because, like, bro, I've had a crush on Marissa Tomei since it's a uh, since a different world. So 
Yeah, man. And she does a really good job as Aunt May throughout all of these movies. Yep. Like, I'm glad that they kind of, I'm glad that they made her younger because I love old Aunt May, but she don't got to always be old. Right. And this one, you know, she, even though, you know, Marissa Tomei is up there in age, because I want to say she like in her 50s, right? Yeah, but she still looks good for her age. Like, she still yes, looks she young. Does. She still looks young. Right. So, yeah, man, for this movie, it was a great return for Spider-Man, in my opinion. Like I said, I'm going to dock at some points for them not letting him be his own. For not for them not letting him be his own. That That is the, my one gripe about it. The Flash Thompson, I can live with because later on, they all they do kind of make up for it. So for me, I gotta give it like an eight out of ten popcorn buckets because it was the title, it worked for, for the movie because it was legit a true homecoming for Spider-Man. So yeah, man. man. For me, I gotta give it, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I'm I'm gonna give it a 7.5. I, I honestly just did not feel that first movie all that much, man. You didn't feel it? Okay, well, ex- explain why you didn't feel it. Like, I don't know. It's just, like, uh, the whole him... It, it, he was too dependent on on uh, Tony to me. That was my whole issue. It was like, bro, like, this, this kid is just constantly screwing up, and he's not fixing any of it. You know, and that was one thing I kind of actually can say give credit to the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans is like hey at least he handled his business yeah but also I I think I know the reason why it was like that because uh Disney like yeah y'all got Spider-Man but he gonna be Iron Man's bitch but that's not look you want these movies made you want our help you want Kevin Feige's help make him Tony's bitch and also they just didn't really get into his intelligence enough for me. Well I don't know. I, I can't say that because there were there were scenes there were scenes it showed his intelligence. But like it, it wasn't prominent but to be honest, he was really Spider Man more than he was Peter this movie now I think about it. I mean yeah he really was. So it was just it was just one of those things to me like like, is, is it better than most uh, of the other Spider-Man movies? Yes, but it was just one of those. Uh, I didn't it didn't completely carry over for me. So, like, it was one of those things where I, I liked it. Like, it's watchable for me, but it wasn't one of those ones where it's like, oh, yeah, this is this is a classic, which is also why, you know, Tom Holland ain't my Spider-Man, you know? Yeah, but well, well, that, that, like that—that's literally the reason why he's not my Spider-Man is because of like certain stuff like that, you know. Like, yo, man, I gotta, I gotta still go ride, ride with my boy Toby. All right, well, since you didn't like, well, okay, I get that. Well, you know, I mean, this movie did take place in Boston, so if you didn't like, yeah, if you didn't like him in Boston, well, how about you know we uh go across, go across the world. So with that, we're gonna segue into Spider-Man Far From Home. Now that now, one I liked. I'm not gonna lie, I like Far From Home. So yeah, I mean Adam, maybe it was just maybe it was just the scenery. Maybe you just weren't weren't feeling Boston. Maybe you just don't like Boston. But I'm sure you'll like Prague. 
in London. Hey, I love my European nations. <laughs> well, like, you know. All right. So maybe you might like this movie. But yeah, y'all, we're going to go. Shoot. We're going to segue into Spider-Man Far From Home. Now, this movie. It starts off with us getting to know Quentin Beck right off the top. He is fighting an elemental, which I was surprised when I first saw this movie. They 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 got my ass. Um, they got my ass at him. I ain't gonna lie. They legit got my ass. Like, oh shit, the multiverse. Yeah, y'all bring in the elementals. Oh, that's from the comics. But yeah, we come to find out that Quentin Beck's a piece of shit, a lying piece of shit about the ass. <laughs> <laughs> if if it helps, I felt the same way. I was man, when I first saw this movie. I like yo, they bringing in the elementals. Oh, that is so cool. That's a deep cut. Then Quentin Bet legit just grabbed my hand, grabbed them out my hand, and said, "Let me hold that, fam." Why? Wait, why are you taking away? No, no, no. I'm just gonna put these back in my pocket because you're not gonna get these. So. This movie, Life. I will say this: this movie is the stronger of of these of the first two of these two movies, for the simple fact of, for one, the Iron Man, like the Tony aspect, is still there, but he's not trying to be Tony. Right. It's like he's slowly becoming his own, mm-hmm. and and I'm glad that it. <laughs> I just like how in these movies they let Peter fuck up. <laughs> like they let Peter be the reason why this shit happened. Yeah, that that is interesting. I did notice that, man. Yeah, like that that does happen a lot. Yeah, but I appreciate that because it plays on the fact that he's still a naive kid who just doesn't really know how to balance superhero life and a normal life. So Right. The the basis of this movie is they just said, well, you know, we can't have him in New York just yet. So what we're going to do is we're going to take him out the country on a field trip. Right. And, and introduced uh, one of my favorite one of my favorite comedians in Hollywood, J.B. Smooth. I love him. He is so fu- <laughs> he is so funny in everything that he does. And just yeah. to, I'll give you that, man. JB Smooth is hilarious, man. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. The first movie I ever saw, man, uh, that made me a fan of his was Pootie Chang. Yeah, man. And just to see him get that Marvel money, I'm happy for him. But he plays one of the one of the um t uh what what you call them on field trips? Damn, I forgot what it's been so oh, long. Uh 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 well, hold on. Damn it, so the Come on, Adam. Uh, you got uh, uh what what um I uh, why can't I okay field trip uh not not supervisors uh a uh, chaperone yeah chaperone he's one of the he's one of the class chaperones and yeah so they put like he is really funny in this movie even though he don't get much he is funny with this with the scenes that he's giving him and I don't know the other the other um actor's name but he they they play real well off of each other. And so while they're in, is it Prague? No, they're not in Prague. Is no, no, they're not in Prague yet. I want to yeah. say they were in Italy when they yeah. uh, when he first meets Venice. Uh, they were. No? I think. They, I think they were in Venice because it was surrounded by a lot of water. 
I want yeah, to see. So, so Venice is in Italy. Yeah, no, that, yes. So they they were in Venice, and of course, you know, Peter thinking that he's gonna ask MJ out, and then I don't know if you know this though, which I really appreciated. They, like I said, Marvel love having you bring your Easter ba- Easter egg baskets to the theater and to these movies. They actually played on the fact that how in the comics, Betty Brant and Ned Lead are actually, they actually are a couple in the comics. They get married. They get married at a certain point. So I did like the fact how they had them be a couple on just for this trip. I like, you know what, Marvel? You are right by me. That mouse, he's all right by me. Yeah, I, I still don't like the mouse, but but uh, I do like what the mouse has done with uh, the Marvel movies. Yeah, so I did like that little aspect of it. So Peter's whole goal in this trip, man, look, he's like, man, look, can I just get a break from being Spider-Man? The, the Avengers, they got that. We just saved the world. We should be good. Thanos is gone. We should be, we should be A-OK. But come to find out, this man, Peter just can't catch a break. He just wanted to get a necklace for for MJ to show that, like, he likes her. But, of course, wherever Spider-Man go, trouble just has to follow. So, right. <laughs> Peter, he, while he's, um, he leaves the gift shop, he encounters a monster, a water monster. And... Come to find out that he sees this man with a fishbowl on his head fighting him. And he said he doesn't give a name, but the but MJ dubbed him as Mysterio after the big fight. So after he asked Peter for help, they defeat the water monster. They defeat the water monster, and then Quinn Beck introduces himself. And well, he doesn't introduce himself, he says, Good job, kid. Then go back to the hotel room. Come to find out that Nick Fury, Nick Fury just cold blood. He just tranquilizes um, Ned. Tranquilizes Ned. Says, Peter, yeah, bring your ass. So we just want to. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I'm sorry. That was just funny. So we're just going to bypass the fact that you just tranquilized my friend. Like, look, I don't give a shit about his fat ass. Bring your ass. So he's just trying to give Peter the rundown. <laughs> And people keep knocking on the door. I saw so funny when he said, look, the next person that comes through this door, that's not going to be the only funeral that we attend today. (laughs) 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 So they bring him him back. He meets, finally meets Quentin Beck. And Quentin Beck, he basically gives this whole spiel on how that there's a multiverse and how these creatures known as the elementals destroyed his universe and are just hopping higher universes and then peter is he is shocked that they're the multiverse is real whatever blah 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 and then peter's like uh fury asked for his help but of course peter's like i'm on vacation and then, <laughs> then this is how i know that nick fury just don't give a damn he said you know what you're right you got a lot on your plate kid just go back so Peter's like, are you for real? Like, oh, this might be a good field trip after all. Come to find out the next day, this man hijacks this man's field trip. <laughs> he sends them to Prague. I'm like, Nick, that's a... No, if I was Peter, I would have went back to Nick like, yo, you know you're on that fuck shit, right? 
you know you on that bullshit. He said, man, what you mean? You said you can't be Spider-Man here. So I'm just going to, I just had you move to Prague. (laughs) Oh, man. But yeah, so we get to Prague. And then Peter gets his stealth suit. And Nick basically tells him, like, look, Quinn says that the next elemental is going to be here. So we're going to have your fr- your classmates be in the opera so they can stay safe. So they do that. But and then, of course, this is when they kind of plant the seeds for MJ and Peter's relationship. So they do that. But then Peter, he has to go to take care of some spider Spider, I'm gonna say Spider Monkey, some Spider Man um, business. But of course, MJ, not knowing when to quit, she follows him. And then Ned and Betty, Betty Brandt, they follow them too because you know that they got to put them in danger. <laughs> right. So somebody's got to get they, you know, somebody's got to die or get hurt. <laughs> yeah. So. The elemental comes and Quentin Beck is fighting them and Peter's trying to stave them off, which I don't know, like this reason why I like this movie because it plants seeds, it's plant seeds early. It plants seeds really early for the, for what's going to happen at the end. So what they do is, so while they're fighting, right? I don't know if you ever noticed this, Adam, but did you ever notice how whenever Quentin was fighting the elemental, he would never let the elemental physically hit people. Yeah, he I would, did notice that. He would always be there at the nick of time, just like when it's about to hit Spider-Man. Like, Spider-Man mm-hmm. can take it, but he was so having to get the force field over Peter and his friends. Yeah. So, if y'all, I'm, everybody's seen the movie by now. If you haven't, I'm sorry, spoilers. But we find out later in the movie that Quentin Beck, is he's a liar and he's a piece of shit. And these are his illusions, which I thought it was so cool because, of course, Adam, you know, in the you know, in the TV show, he's just a magician. Right, right. He's just a magician and he works with sound with special effects. So it was cool to see them actually find a way to make his powers work with these drones. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. You know, it's like uh, he kind of jumped in, you know, jumped ahead into the 21st century. Yeah, so it was really cool to see how he maneuvered that and how he was able to trick Peter because he even uses 21st century technology to trick Peter into giving him the glasses Edith, which is what Nick Fury gave to Peter as a gift from Tony, which in hindsight, Tony, you're kind of stupid for that because why would you give a kid the... Basically, you gave the kid with the power of the world. <laughs> like that, To me, that was the only stupid thing in this movie. Was that Pete, that Tony entrusted Peter with the, with this game changing technology? <laughs> because you hey, saw man. because you saw earlier in the movie, he almost killed a kid on accident. Hey, look, hey, he had to give it to somebody, right? He sure as hell wasn't gonna give it to Thor. He could have gave it to anybody. He, well, look. He could have just gave it. Look, I know, I know, he didn't trust Nick like that, but he could have just gave it to Nick Fury. But Peter, Peter almost got people killed. But we're gonna get on with it. So, but he didn't though. That's the point. 
he did it because of plot armor. <laughs> but hey, look, everything is because of plot armor. <laughs> but but this was like, come on, come on, Tony, you smarter than that. So basically, we find out that after they beat the elemental, Peter's like, you know what? Maybe you deserve these. They look good on you. So Quinn Beck, like, I I don't know, you know, trying to trying to bullshit him a lie, like he don't want him on damn. Damn well he want them damn glasses. So Peter said, but it looks good on you. He said, you know what? I'll take them. So then when Peter leaves, we find out the shit's an illusion. And it's such an elaborate plan by Quentin Beck because, once again, even in death, Tony makes his villains. <laughs> even in goddamn death, man. This man, right. I swear, like, all of, like, Tony is, Tony just, Tony creates problems and more than he more than he solves problems <laughs> because come to find out that Quentin Beck was an engineer for Tony's company and he made the barf technology, you know, that virtual reality that he was using to cope with his parents death that they showed in Civil War. Right. Then they really then they went way back saying that um, what's his name? What's his name was uh, oh, I forgot to do with the class name, but he was an assistant to Obadiah Stane's character. So they did a deep cover that saying like, yeah, Tony screwed all of us over, but now we finna be heroes in our own rights. We're going to use this to make our biggest illusion yet and plan an attack on London. Why London? Why not? Well, you know, it's it's the city that's never fallen. You know, even uh, even Hitler couldn't take London. Yeah, and in real life, but in movies, they stay destroying London. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's true. <laughs> you know what, man? It, it's got history and it's got that big clock tower and everything. You know, so it's like, hey, yo, and also, uh, you know, Americans like seeing London get destroyed. I don't know why. It's just a thing. Yeah, now, my only thing about this movie is I don't like how I don't like how they had MJ find out this, that Peter was Peter was Spider-Man. I really wish that he would have had the ball, had the guts to tell her, but they had to move the plot along, so I, that's going to dock some points for me. I don't know how you feel about that. How you feel about that? Man, look... I just don't like the fact that everyone just finds out. He didn't tell anybody. Yeah. You know, that 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 just that's the other thing that kind of pissed me off about like uh the movies just a little bit. It's like, man, yo, he, everybody just finds out. It's like, man, is this dude even trying? I I mean, I know you're trying, but man, you are failing and failing fast. And and I'm not even gonna lie. Even at the end, when everybody finds out that he's uh, uh, Spider Man, it's like, yeah, I should have known that shit was gonna happen. Hell, in this version of him, everybody finds out. Yeah, but <laughs> so so they just said, "Fuck it, let's just let everybody know." <laughs> now, one reason why I love this movie is the fight scenes or the action scenes between Mysterio and Spider Man. They are they are fucking amazing. Like the way they, yeah. they use his illusions, it is it is so damn cool. 
And like this yeah, movie, I did, I did like. And this movie, they were not afraid to have Tom Holland take some bumps and bruises. He was getting fu- like when he tried to get Edith, when he tried to uh more Nick Fury about about uh Quentin Beck, and like Quentin Beck, he was a he- step ahead of him. Boy, he was beating the shit out of Peter, man. He was tor- he was beating him like he was torturing him physically and mentally. Like Peter <laughs> he put Peter through so much within just 10 minutes. I was like, God damn, man, he just a child. Give him some slack. Hey man, yo, you you want to play big kid games? Hey, yo, you gotta you you gotta expect the consequences. And then I was just like, you know what? Maybe he won't kill. Maybe he ain't trying to kill him. But boy, was I wrong when he just said, you know what, Peter? I'm really sorry about this. And then Peter proceeds to get hit by a bullet train. <laughs> I'm like, well, damn. Just, just damn. <laughs> but yeah, so at that point, we realized that, man, okay, yeah, Quentin Beck, Quentin Beck, he's just another person that just feels screwed up by Tony Stark. And maybe he's just trying to do good. But unlike Adrian Toomes, this man is flat out crazy. This man is just flat out crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. He legit, he legit said, "Yeah, we're going to, we're going to make this illusion bigger." Like they legit told him, "Yeah, people are going to die." Quentin Beck said, "I don't care. The more people that die, the better it will be that we are heroes." I was like, "Oh, he is off it. Oh, he is off that shit." Or on that right. shit, I should say. Now, now, off that shit, because he clearly ain't taking his meds. Yeah, he ain't taking his meds. And then, he legit threatened to kill anybody that wasn't on board with his plan. Yeah. And then, even when, even as, like, people were, like, being fucked up by the destruction on London, he was even saying, hey, yo, do you got my cape ready? Nah, we're still vacuuming. Like, oh, he don't give a damn about if people die or not. Yeah. Now, the turning point for me in this movie for Peter's character, where where I think we're going to see more of it develop in far um, in no in no way home, how when he got picked up by Happy, and he was saying this is all my fault, like I've been so stuck on trying to be Tony, like I'm like I'm I can't be Tony, and Happy's like. He never wanted you to be Tony, Peter. He wanted you to be Spider-Man, be yourself. So I did like how he kind of made his own suit, even though it's still with Stark Tech. He made his own suit to see it to how he saw fit. And then when they played like the when they played, uh, was it was it uh, what band was that? Oh, it's going to... I can't remember, bro. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, so it, it was a nice touch when they played the song that Tony played when he made his first suit because it's like Peter is finally growing into his own hero. So I right. did... I, that was one of my... That was my favorite human part about the movie. So then we get to the third act and boy, it is action upon action. And I'm talking about people... Like Quentin Beck is fucking London up. He is fucking London up. He's saying, "Yeah, people gonna die, but I don't care. I'm gonna be a national hero." <laughs> yeah, that that guy is uh, sad. He's sad, <laughs> but Jake Gyllenhaal did such a phenomenal job with Mysterio 
Because when I first saw the movie the first time, like when I first saw the movie the first time, like, wow, as an actor, he's doing a really bad job in this first half of the movie. But when that but when that reveal happens that he was it was an act all along, he said, you know what? That makes sense. That makes sense where he was hamming the shit up, hamming the shit up when he was playing to be good. But he did a phenomenal job in this movie. I think he did a really good job. It sucks that he died because I would I would have loved for him to come back later on. Right, right. But yeah, but I did like everything about this movie. The the final scene between um when between him and Peter when Peter was trying to get back the glasses, and we got to see how Spider Man how this version of Spider Man's Spider Sense works. I thought that was I, I thought that was a cool way to introduce the Spider Sense into the movies, into the MCU. Yeah, and then it was, uh, it was lacking. Yeah, it, yeah, it was lacking. But I'm pretty sure Marvel um Disney knew that, so it's okay. We're gonna we're gonna introduce it but instead of calling the the spider sense we'll call it the peter tingle which which is just a funny way of saying spider sense but like you know what you used it i'm cool with it so then he finally beats quentin beck he's talking to him quentin beck's finna give him the glasses and he takes the like his spider sense is fully on working now so he knows that he can't that uh quentin beck's trying to shoot him in the head so he stops him he says you can't trick me no more and then Quentin Beck, he dies by the hand of his, well, he gets shot by his own drones and he dies. But he says, just, just remember, Peter, people will believe whatever you tell them. So everybody's saved. Peter is the hero. Spider-Man is the hero. Everybody's safe. Happy. Happy. And Aunt May's fling is over. <laughs> right. Which, hey, I'm, I'm a happy boy. I wouldn't want that fling to be over with either. <laughs> I like so, yeah, man. The movie ended great. The the movie uh, the movie the the movie ended good. I thought, but that post credit scene when they introduced none other than J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. Oh yeah, that was tight, boy. When I first saw the movie theaters, I was man, I was going crazy because I love because everybody knows that J. Jonah Jameson. He is he is. A very important character to Spider-Man. Oh God, yeah, man, one of the most important, honestly. And then you know, J.K. Simmons, he is he, like we, they would not be able to catch nobody else for J.K. Uh, for J. Jonah Jameson besides J.K. Simmons. Like that's yeah. just that's just who he is at this point. Right, and I'm glad they did it before he died, man. Because it's like, bro, y'all gotta stop doing this to actors, man. You know, it's like, hey, they don't live forever, damn it. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So but- like. So like um, so while this is so while this is going on, I'm gonna pull up, I'm gonna pull up the clip because that shit like that shit was funny. One one part of the of it was funny because I don't know if you remember the part. I don't know if you remember the part when he was talking when like uh when J. Jones Davis like this is just breaking news. We got footage from from uh, the dying hero Mysterios. Last words of the tell give us the light on Spider Man, and he says, <laughs> I'm sorry, even in death, Quentin Beck is a dick, man. What he did to Peter, he's a dick. He ain't had to do all that, he ain't had to do all right. that. He, he, he did not have to met like the boy already lost so much. Let me see if I can find it, man. Oh, my Jesus, hey man, look, that's the that's the thing though. 
he has to uh he had to win even in death so you know hey he still won this is what i'm talking about this man is a dick man You ready? Yeah. Look at this. Boy, that moment, people are like, oh, thank God. Thank God the video went out. Boy, thank God they don't got Spectrum in there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Boy, thank, th- thank God. Spider-Man's name is Peter Parker. He was like, you bitch. You, right. You, like, like, for real, my guy? Like, you, you, you dirty, to... you dirty bitch. You know... <laughs> Right, it's, it's already bad enough that you you uh, did all this. <laughs> yeah, man. So that I ain't gonna lie, that was a great post credit scene and a great way to end the movie. Yeah, because like it just set up so much for No Way Home, and, and like I don't know if you agree with me, Adam, but. No way home. I think that it just has the just just the amount or not the more hype than um Avengers Endgame when they dropped or when they got teased. I oh think- yeah, man. It it had a it has a lot of hype, man. But it's it's because bro, they they pulling in every generation, you know, like that this is we finally gonna see our stuff and be able to introduce that to our kids, you know, like Hey man, yo, that's Alfred Molina right there, man. That's Willem Dafoe, you know. That's Jamie Foxx. I remember him. Oh, you know, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, man. Like, 
I know Sony wants Spider-Man back so bad to themselves, but I think that they just need to continue. They need to continue to have a, a, symbi- a symbiotic relationship with with Disney because Kevin Feige is probably one of the best producers in Hollywood because he has a plan and he sticks to it. And what he's did with Spider-Man so far with Amy Pascal, they're doing a great job. I don't understand why she threw a book at him some years ago and said, get the hell out of my office. Because Kevin Feige, whether you like Disney or not, Kevin Feige, he loves he loves comics and he loves heroes. And he's a DC fan of heart, ironically. Of course he is, man, because everybody knows DC is uh is uh better than Marvel. Like I said, that's a, like after seeing No Way Home, I'm I'm not going to say one's better hey, than not. Hey, hey, I'm, hey! I, I, no, no. I, like I said, I'm, I'm gonna save it. I'm, I'm gonna save it for tomorrow. But yeah, man, right. this movie, I liked it m- more than Homecoming. Like I, I like both of them. I, I like I do not dislike any of these movies, but I give this one a step above because we're finally. This movie was finally. Ever, it was like finally edging towards him being his own his own hero and his own man really so yeah like i said my main gripe about this my main gripe it's it's still like i don't like the whole thing with mj finding out about him being spider-man i feel like it would have hit more personal and emotional if he would have told her but can't get everything, but I for me, I just give this an 8.5 out of 10 popcorn buckets. They're both really enjoyable films. And as a whole, I really, I really like I really like these two movies. I have nothing bad, yeah. really, bad really skating to say about these movies. Well, I like I said, I didn't like the first one, but the second one, yeah, I'll get at a I'll get at a 8.4. Yeah, man, but yeah, but well, y'all, those were the two movies. First, <laughs> first we were in Boston, first we were in New York and Boston for his homecoming. Then we went all over Europe. Then we went all over Europe. Now tomorrow, join us as we go with Spider Man, as he's fucking up, as he's fucking up again. But not only our, but not only our universe, he's fucking up different universes. Uh-huh. He he's fucking up on a whole new level. Like, it's just like even other multiverse, even the multiverse isn't safe for Spider-Man. I'm really starting to think that Peter is the true villain of the multiverse. Shoot, he might be, man. He probably just need to be taken out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> nah, we, we love Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man. We love yeah, Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man. I'm I'm kidding everybody. I don't mean that. But yeah, man, I really love this movie. Everything. I just love what what Marvel has been doing, what what Disney has been doing with Spider Man, and yes, Toby like the Toby movies and the Andrew movies. That I I do like them in a certain aspects, but I do feel like this is a true renewal of Spider Man because it's been a while since we've gotten Spider Man since the Amazing Spider Man two. So I'm glad that this renewal happened. Kevin Feige and Disney, thank you. 
that mouse. You continuously know how to keep getting money out of me. I hate you, but I love you at the same time. And on with that, right? Adam, it's been fun tonight. Been real fun tonight. Oh, definitely, man. Now, tomorrow, you might have to excuse me because I might get a little crazy because we're going to be reviewing the movie I've already seen three times, might I add. I've seen No Way Home three times. I'm just going to let y'all know that right now. I'm exhausted from all the screaming and the clapping. I'm doing actually, uh, actually, right after this, I'm actually gonna go see it. Oh, uh, again? Oh, oh, are you seeing it again? Or I thought you saw it this morning. Oh, uh, no, okay. this is my first time because, oh. like, uh, what's because you know, I had to work real, oh, late, yeah, you know, right. the last couple of times that I was sick or whatnot. So, you know, I had to, uh, you know, hold off and. This morning, I had to do some stuff because I, I wanted to go this morning when it wouldn't be, you know, super duper crowded or whatnot, but that didn't work out. So now I'm going uh, as soon as I, like, at 8.15. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you this right now. You did you did yourself a favor by going. Hopefully, your theater is packed because even though, yeah, COVID and whatnot, I'm not going to lie, the audience made this movie 10 times better, too. I will say that. Okay. So, so I really hope you guys enjoy I really hope you enjoy it. And guys, tomorrow, join us as we review this movie. We're going to do, like like we always do, we're going to do spoiler-free beginning, then spoiler-filled the second half because, man, there's a lot I got to say about this movie, but I'm not going to hold y'all anymore. So, Adam... It's been fun. Like always, I enjoy doing these reviews with you and anybody else that comes on this show. But oh yeah, man, it was definitely fun, bro. Yo, like, and I can't wait to watch uh this movie so we can uh you know definitely give a good review for it. Oh yeah, man. But like always, y'all, if you want to join the conversation or be part or be a part of the show sometime, maybe be a guest. Maybe I can interview you if you're doing something like if you want to get something out there, I'll be happy to help. But you just got to join us in the Facebook group. That is Facebook.com slash bring the popcorn. That's Facebook.com slash B-R-A-N-G-D-A popcorn. And also you can find me at if you want to send personal questions that I can answer for you or you want a, a shout out a birthday shout out anything just go just email me at bring the popcorn 93 at gmail.com that's b-r-a-n-g-d-a-p-o-p-c-o-r-n 93 at gmail.com with any of your questions comments or concerns adam where can the people find you at man they can always find me on facebook at uh Adam Sampson, I'll be the man in the all might suit, you know, because I'm almighty. All right. Well, y'all, it's been fun, but we got to get up out of here. I'm hungry as hell. Adam got a movie in the hour. So, like always, join us tomorrow. And I always remember, when you come to these reviews, Adam, what they're supposed to bring to these reviews, man? Bring the popcorn. All right, y'all, we up out this thing. All right, later, y'all.